Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, this week's episode is called... Bill Shankly was so very, very wrong. Um, and we're here to pay tribute to our dear, dear friend, Andy Smart, a Farnborough fan, supporter of the show, but most importantly, a dear and loved companion to us both after over the last 40 years. Uh, he lost his life on Tuesday and we already miss him dreadfully. We're unable really to chat about football just at the moment, but we wanted to share with you two of his appearances on the famous sloping pitch, one from the very, very early days and, and, and one... Uh, more recent after the break. They're out of time, but I think they express our love for him and will hopefully demonstrate his love um, for football and life. And so, Chris, uh, you know, Man City, Real Madrid, Luton Town, Coventry City, I'm afraid, um, take a back seat. Well, it's hard to it's hard to think just at the moment about the latest goings on in the world of football in quite the same way, um, isn't it? I mean, I you know I'm sitting in my in my room where we, where we record this, and I can see photographs of football teams I've played in, cricket teams I've played in over the last three decades, and I counted Andy's in ten of them, in ten yeah. of those pitches, and. And, you know, as you say, a much uh, appreciated companion over the years. And, you know, and, and I think it'd be nice to play these interviews because we get to um, hear him laughing, which is how I shall always think yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there are, very, there are very few comedians that enjoy other people's jokes as much as Andy did. Well, yes, and there are there are many who you couldn't get a laugh out of for love yeah. or money, however brilliant you're. And in, a, in a way, the better the joke, the worse it would go down. Yeah, but... uh, and, uh, and uh, the most uh, the most uh, uh, generous man, uh, both in terms of laughter, but 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 generally speaking. So the first one, Chris, you were saying was like I think about our sixth show, wasn't it? I think it was about our sixth show. Yeah, I mean, I, he was uh, as you say, he was a great supporter of of, uh, of this show. But also anything else that you did, um, he was <laughs> yes. many things. Andy, he was he was like my go-to authority on the effects of any given drug, for instance. Yes. I mean, yes. and he would use his arms, um, pumping fast or slowing right down or going a bit wavy, uh, just to indicate what effect any given drug might produce. For me, the novice. <laughs> and if there's any justice, this would be an internationally recognised system and named after him, like the, the smart scale. But he was also... Yes, exactly. Who is Richter now? You know. <laughs> but um, he was also, uh, as you know, a stalwart of Les Raymonds Celebre, our occasional 11-a-side mm. team, which sprang from the loins of our regular Friday football game. We're actually having a one-off reunion game this Friday 
which, uh, you know, uh, I'd been wondering whether Andy would even turn up to, but uh, despite the the ravages of gout restricting his playing in recent years, it's going to be a somewhat more sombre affair, unfortunately. But there were many highlights of his playing with us. I remember in, a, in one Raymond Celebrity game, a diving one-handed save he made to save a, a certain goal. Unfortunately, not playing in goal, uh, so it was a penalty, <laughs> which Alistair McGowan's and saved, so a, a great moment. Um, I remember him coming on when we did that uh, trip to France that time, coming on as a sub despite having two broken ribs, which I think he mentions in this interview, but which I broke <laughs> the Friday before we went, yeah. uh, just turned into him and my shoulder went into his, because he's a little bit taller, into his ribs. I remember in our most recent um, testimonial game back in, uh, I think it was 2011, wasn't it? Didn't you leave at half time to buy tickets for the Stoke Cup final? to queue up for tickets for the cup quite, final quite in 2011, possibly. I think. Yeah. But anyway, um, and he found himself on the opposite team to his nemesis, Franco, a belligerent and not altogether popular Italian player. And he he agreed to play with the sole intention of wiping Franco out, which he did, and then immediately <laughs> subbed himself off so that Kevin Day, who was refereeing, wouldn't be able to send him off. <laughs> immediately he left the field yeah. with Franco in a heap. Who'd got, he'd gone a long way up in the air, actually. It was quite a thing. But anyway, I remember as, as a cricketer, in one of those Lord's Taverners games that you uh, organise up north, um, he'd got Chris Tarrant out, hadn't he, with a slow donkey drop of a ball that went way up yes. and came down with snow on it. A steeple. And, yeah, and Tarrant had gone on and on and on about it. And then the next time Tarrant came into bat for the Taverners, I brought Andy on to bowl immediately, to bowl <laughs> as a specialist at his rabbit. And he got him again with the same, with the same ball, which was a marvellous thing. I mean, it was disappointing just recently that Farnborough, Andy's team, had had a, had a bad run and uh, dropped out of playoff contention yeah. uh, towards the end of the season, which is a shame because I was looking forward to a possible Farnborough-Oldham trip. But, oh, uh, well, these things are uh, not meant to be. No, no. Yes, they, they, they dipped out at the uh, the, sort of the last three months of the season. They, they, they fell apart. Yeah, um, uh, uh, I, I, the words don't come easily, but um, uh, a prince amongst men and, and, and will be... Um, Will be much, uh, much missed. But luckily, you can have a little listen to him now. Now, today's guest is a lover of the whole sporting kit bag. I think it's fair to say that there's nothing he won't watch, with the possible <laughs> exception of... No, nothing. <laughs> and not just watching, hosting the first American football coverage, making football, proper football documentaries, and bowling Chris Tarrant first ball with an innovative new delivery called a Newton's apple. Twice winner of his cricket team's best catch taken whilst smoking. Comedian, improviser, and died in the wool Farnborough town supporter, Mr. Andy Small. Oh, thank you, boys. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Yeah, now, it, I've just got to correct you, it's not Farnborough town, Sam. Anymore. Is it Farnborough two thousand and something? No, it's just Farnborough FC, and uh, the the current manager, who I'm sure we'll get on to, um, and I'll probably end up getting banned from the ground. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he he sends out the program notes to all the, the when we play an away game, and it doesn't ever mention that, that there was a club before he arrived. Oh, like, it's, it's like the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. yeah nothing oh, yeah, nothing it. happened yeah, yeah. before well, he, he arrived. He, yeah. There's a, a cut-off. When was the cut-off then? <laughs> uh, well, he arrived, uh, he's, uh, he's coming up to 11, uh, he, it was November 2011 he joined right. us. Okay, so 10, 10, 10. 10 years, uh, he's had 10 seasons, and uh, on I went 
Tuesday night and uh, we, we got knocked out second qualifying round of the FA Cup for the 10th season in a row. Oh, man. By? There's, there's, <laughs> by, by the, the Metropolitan other. Police. Oh, <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! I know. The, the they had one shot. They had one shot. They only need one shot, these guys. They're trained. They know what they're doing. Was it with a taser? Was it... <laughs> Sadly, they don't. They don't have um, policemen playing for that. That stopped in uh, about 2012. Oh, don't they? Oh. So now it used, to, it used to be all policemen, but uh, yeah. because of the over, so, because of the uh, overtime that they're all doing, they couldn't get a team together. So basically, the Metropolitan Police don't have any policemen playing for them, but have to be called the Metropolitan Police. But Farnborough, who are still the same, have to change their name. Well, that's because we went into administration. Well, that's all the fashion, well, all the rage thing. these days. Well, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, this is such a dull question, but it's a question yeah. that I think people want to know. That's why Farnborough Town? And was there ever <laughs> any temptation to support anybody else? Well, I spent six years in Liverpool between 77 and 83. So oh, I, had, I, had, I, had, <laughs> I had three, I had six pretty good years in, in, yeah. in Liverpool. And then I came back to London and I thought, oh, I'll go back to supporting Farnborough because I didn't want to go and watch any of the London clubs. So, no. I, so I, I went back to supporting Farnborough. And I, I really enjoy non-league. I've been right for the non-league football paper. and Yeah, yeah. And just... I look forward to subscribing to that <laughs> next year. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good paper. It's a really good paper. It's a, it's a good paper. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Chris is, Chris is looking over the precipice at the I moment. know. I watch, I've, I've been watching Oldham's fall. And uh, it won't what, be long. What are we like? We're like four or five places above you at yeah. Uh, you're only, no, you're only three divisions above us. Now. Three divisions, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been much higher than that, haven't we? We were in the conference, yeah. yeah. We, we've got a ground that's uh, for a conference side, and uh, we used to get regularly. We get which over conference side does it for? Don't they get annoyed that you play there on Saturdays? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a, you know we've got a great stand, and, it, and it, there's the supporter there. I mean, how we, close did you get to the league then? What was the closest that you got? Uh, about sixth one year. In the, it was in that the where the playoffs that year or not no, no no that was before playoffs, yeah. was before playoffs. <laughs> no. but uh yeah they were happy days and uh now it's uh it's very sad because uh as I say, this manager we've got is uh, doesn't seem to be able to get sacked. No matter how bad <laughs> the team play or the results are, he uh, he, he did is he, used is to. Is he own, the owner's brother? Well, he did used to own the club, <laughs> and then he sort of. I think uh, he he was made bankrupt because he bought Oliver Reed's house and then couldn't pay the mortgage. Ooh, that'll do it. Yeah, right. And. Um, and then, <laughs> the, 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 don't quote me on any of this. Uh, the, you are the show. <laughs> yeah, we're recording it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so he wasn't allowed. He's not allowed. Don't listen, people. He's not allowed to own the club, so he sold it to his mate Rob for a pound. And uh, oh. but he's still really the owner and the, the, the you know, and, no, and so he's not going to sack himself. So the, our only hope is that someone comes in for him. So, uh, uh, he's. So, he, you might have known him better as Spencer. Threw in who tried to buy Aldershot back in the uh, 80s and then, oh, right. then it turned out he didn't have any money. He's also spent time inside for pretending to be Whitney Houston's European tour manager. <laughs> well, he, that, come on, we've all done that, haven't we? I mean, which of us haven't? He oh, claimed, that should, he that really to, should be a slap on the wrist. <laughs> it, uh, the, he, well, he got three months for it. <laughs> <laughs> where, where were the dates? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah, and he claims to have played for Nottingham Forest, but I can't. I've tried so for he's, years. He, to, he's a he's a fantasy. He's, he's the Michael. Yeah. He's the Michael Knighton, Knighton of. He of is a very. That's a very good analogy. In that he has a pound to spend. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, I say my son has a farm, bro. Yeah, I'm just, sure, I so yeah. want to say town. <laughs> I, know, I so I want to say as a farmer shirt, and uh, you know, and and all our best wishes are with farmer. <laughs> I want to know if you've ever played Hungerford Town. Hungerford, yeah, we've played Hungerford. Yeah, yeah. Because, because we 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 have a listener <laughs> that supports Hungerford Town who's told us that they have a sloping pitch. Do they have a sloping they pitch? They do have a sloping yeah, pitch. Yeah, most grounds at our level do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said, he said, I'm really sad that Wimbledon, uh, Wim, Wimbledon <laughs> have got a new ground now because they had a real slope on their pitch. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, was... no, well, he says it's a sloping pitch, but it's not famous because they've never beaten anybody particularly. <laughs> but uh, so that's Mark Ridley who did who, who did that. And but you have you you flirted with international. Football. I mean, I've been to England games with you, and, yeah, 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 and and various other other teams. I, I've, I sort of stopped going to England games now because, especially after when we were in France and we were in the Mar- Marseille in, in the, the World 90, Cup. Yeah, yeah, oh man, and was it was a, it was just there was just too many animals basically. Well, yeah, there. and my mother and father were there. I, I think know. weren't they? It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. We, we were still they can both swing a punch. <laughs> <laughs> they held their ground. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now, I got. Caught, caught up in uh, at that on the trying to get back to the car after that game. Yeah, yeah. In an in an old fashioned stone battle, oh, <laughs> two sides of the road. Yeah. And, so uh, I like going and watching other other teams like uh, like Iran. Iran. <laughs> I went to Brazil to watch Iran. I was invited by the Iranian FA. Uh, who I bumped into in the in the you, bu- uh, <laughs> I you bumped into the FA. <laughs> I bumped into the Iranian FA in uh, uh, Sao Paulo Airport. Did you? And I was flying you down. You never told me this. Yeah, yeah. And they they oh, said, really? "Oh, we're playing in Curitiba against." Uh, Nigeria it was the most boring game ever. Well, but maybe you should just rewind a little and explain why you have <laughs> yeah, an Iranian yeah, yeah, connection, yeah, yeah, you two. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, but... well, Andy and I did a, a documentary about Iran for the 1998 World Cup, yeah. uh, in which I have to say we had the most fantastic time. It was the best summer, yeah. And, and went most... to Iran and everything. Well, we had the most ridiculous amount of access. I mean, yeah, we yeah. basically, with the, 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 which which we got yeah. through Nick being um, on Mr Bean, <laughs> because <laughs> the head of the the head of the Iranian <laughs> FA was. Wasn't going to give us the rights until uh, he suddenly went, Mr. Bean, and pointed at Nick, and then so he then he he then reenacted the scene that Nick does with Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, yeah, he said he said he said you nick Mr. Bean's camera, and I said yeah 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 that's true. He said Mr. Bean put a bin on your head. I said yes that's true. He said Mr. Bean poked you with a pen and you made a noise. I said yeah that's true. And then he's he paused and he went. I will be Mr. Bean. <laughs> so there I am in the office of actually the Iranian oil ministry yeah, it was, yeah. with a bin on my and, head and, and he's poking me with a pen. And, and Adam, said, Adam, the producer's got a cheque for 30000 and he wasn't interested in that at all. He was interested in the Mr. Minga. <laughs> I have to say that uh, around about that time, mm-hmm. I, went to, uh, I went to America and was, uh, I had a, a day to kill and was, found myself in a shopping mall in uh, Los Angeles. Walked into there and uh, that scene from Mr. Bean, the camera, the bin, the poking with the pen was playing on about 50 televisions yeah, when that, I walked into that shop. That'll send them into the shops, no <laughs> problem whatsoever. No one was buying a TV for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> and we went to, I mean, we went to the great um, USA versus Iran game yeah, in that World yeah, Cup. That was, well, you did. I was, I was, oh, yeah, yeah. I was well, in Iran. Oh, yes, I was in Tehran for you that. Must t- oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got to tell that story. You've got yeah, to tell that story. Yeah, you went to that game with me, though. I had to yeah. say, I <laughs> just. He's, he's, he's sat there in front 
once, having, yeah. having, having had a, probably a couple of glasses of wine before he's gone in. Yeah. And I'm sat in this restaurant in Tehran. Yeah. Uh, and they were the... The, uh, the driest city in the world. <laughs> it was. And they'd also said that no, there, no, there was to be no gatherings of over 12 people. And I was in a restaurant with 120 people yeah. just the waiting. Re- yeah, the Revolutionary just, Guard don't muck about. Do they? Yeah, but there's like 10 yeah. separate gatherings <laughs> just on the same premise. But, but you, you nearly got yourself in trouble, Andy. Tell us, tell us uh, about that. Well, <clears throat> But the, after they won, the whole city, it's now three o'clock in the morning. The whole city goes crazy. There's about four million people come out onto the streets, and uh, the producer, who's now the cameraman as well, said, "Right, we'll go to this the main square in Tehran." So we get there, and I said to the the the, the fixer. Am I safe to get out? And they went, he said, no, you'll get killed if you get out of the car. <laughs> and Adam went, you're getting out of this car. And I said, well, it's all right for you. You've got an Iran shirt on. I was dressed in like this, this suit. Uh, this, <laughs> this, this Yankee Doodle Dandy thing. <laughs> Stars on it, stripes, <laughs> cowboy hat. <laughs> Even a bit of macaroni. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and Royal Marines. Is that, that, not Royal Marines? that the name of your horse? <laughs> I think it was. A bit of macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually... He, he, Adam convinced me to get out. I get out. They yeah. spot me and they all, they all start pointing and screaming. Yeah. So I just legged it as fast as I could across this square and there was a big fountain in the middle and I jumped into the water and climbed up this fountain. They were still chasing me with Adam with the camera behind me. And uh, and I just turned and I just named the whole Iranian team from Abu Zaydah up to... Can you, <laughs> up to, can you not uh, do it Hamid, Hamid Zili. <laughs> Hamid, no, no, no. I can't remember the name. I'm Abu Zaydah, Mohammed Khani, Pasha Zadeh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a of Vikia Begari 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 Ali Dai Ali Dai Steely obviously Hackpoor Hackpoor and yeah. then the little, the, 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 the little Suzuki Suzuki but what was his real name <laughs> I don't know Mitsubishi was it, it was, no, he, was, he was called Suzuki because he was tiny and he just made a noise like a, like a, a Suzuki a moped, moped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I've forgotten it anyway yeah so and they just they all cheered and then I went BBC and they all went hooray and I was safe but oh, I was, was it the BBC <laughs> No, was it? it was Channel Four. But... <laughs> I, I know you. I know that you. Um, you, take, you put a lot of preparation. Unlike your improvisation stuff, where you don't do any preparation. Yeah. You put a lot of preparation into that. And obviously, you headed for the fountain. Had you heard that Iranians don't like water? I'll be safe here. <laughs> <laughs> they do like tea and cake. I know so that. Just yeah, in they case do. they set every, you on fire. We had like seven interviews a day, and every every person we went to interview would give you a piece of cake and a cup of tea, and it was very rude if you didn't if accept you didn't, it yeah, yeah. so by the by the end of it I was about four stone heavier we were only, <laughs> we were only there about three weeks but we, we actually played we actually um, used to train with them in Rijeka where before the, the tournament they had a, a friendly against the uh, Croatians and we spent a week just training with them every morning and I, I used to knock crosses in for the goalkeeper and Nick used to run up and down the pitch doing the attack uh, uh, drills and it was and, and then there was one night we got into bed and Nick was lying next to him and he went you know if one of them gets injured you think they'll ask us (laughs) (laughs) well I'm sorry but I am a dreamer I've read a lot of comics where that happens Billy Dane for instance did you not once take your boots to Regent's Park and play for the Metropolitan Police just you used to go to Regent's Park and say any chance of a game game lads well of course yeah Yeah, and played once for the Metropolitan Police did I there you go when we were sharing a flat yeah Yeah, I can believe that I was definitely have boots will travel (laughs) journeyman striker journeyman striker that's right that's right 
<laughs> well, no, now you're talking about playing. Of course, Andy is, uh, we should we should mention, the uh, former centre-half and stalwart of Le Raymond Solaire. Well, yeah, the only defender, really. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brian, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, Brian came a bit later. Yeah. I mean, before that, it was Badil and, uh, and uh, oh, when, Patrick when we, Marvel. Yeah, again, like, like Chris did earlier, I'm going to have to explain yeah, what's going on You're going to have to explain, here. yeah. Uh, this is a, a team that we, that we played for, uh, an occasional team, but yeah. we used to train a lot on Fridays, um, <laughs> who went to France. And, yeah, we worked a lot on set pieces. Yeah. On we didn't, Friday, we didn't yeah. have a name. We didn't have a name for the team. And um, Rob Harley and I who were in a, in a room, and French going for gold came on. <laughs> you remember going for gold? And one of the subjects, you know, these have subjects yes. that ask questions on. Yeah. One of the subjects was Les Raymond Celebre, which means famous Raymonds. <laughs> <laughs> and we loved it so much we named the team. Uh, uh, really Raymond Celebre. Yeah. I mean, I can remember I've got lots of, lots of, and he was a great turner-upper, as the only guy who's played <laughs> nearly, as, nearly as many games as, as me, always available. Always, well, yeah, that's, and, that's, uh, that's, that's my career. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it on your CV. <laughs> but I can remember you making a great one-handed save one time, yeah. except you weren't in goal. No, I was sent off. And yeah. uh, Alistair McGowan <laughs> saved the penalty. I remember it was very yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. happy there. And I remember also, uh, more recently, uh, you coming out of retirement, out of uh, injury-forced yeah. retirement. At the age of to, 47. Yeah. To play in my testimonial with the sole yeah. intention of assaulting our friend Franco, who is, it has to be said, a massive pain in the arm. And sure enough, midway through the second half, bang, Franco's up in the air, lands in a heap, and Andy subbed himself off before the ref has to make a decision of any kind. You know, Andy would be that person that if somebody said, you know, what do you miss most about playing? And he'd say, kicking Franco. Kicking Franco. Yeah. So we're going to finish up in a second. So, Andy, do you have a Farnborough Town song to play us out? A Farnborough a song? Or no. any song, any song you want. We any have different song. songs now that they're Farnborough FC and not oh, yeah. Farnborough Town. Have they, have they not really, no, no. We're still, we're still stuck in the 70s with our football chants at Farnborough. And uh, although there was one brilliant bit where um, <laughs> we played Swindon's Supermarine, uh, the, only, the only team to be named after an aeroplane. Mm. Um, and uh, they, they, the goalkeeper mucked it up uh, and sort of uh, it was a back pass and he sort of missed it and the ball went out for our corner and, uh, and half the fans I mean six of them started going did it did it did it did it and the other half went <laughs> they started singing another song and then the two of them tried to do their the other one's song and in the end it was and it, it, it was it, it was that sort of sums up farmer basically it was it was just a mess oh you know at brentford on tuesday night mm-hmm. i heard for the first time in, in years and years mm-hmm. the brentford fans, when they were six nil up mm-hmm. started doing the old oh your shit Ah, and they uh, and uh, our goalkeeper frankly, Farnborough, yeah. frankly is you know, but uh, it, it, at six and up, it felt so mean spirited, and they went they went on and yeah. on at this poor guy. You could see him withering in front of you. you well, know. you know, and it makes you think, and we'll, we'll probably close on this. But what happened to the days when fans sang, "We're the best behaved supporters in the land"? <laughs> oh well, those are we're the, the best behaved supporters in the land. Where's the we're bloody, the best um, behaved supporters? Scottish supporters at the at the World Cup yeah. right here. The yeah. best behaved supporters in the world <laughs> well with that fantastic impression of all people in Scotland yeah. that's the end but for today but it was one, one person I was thinking of in particular yeah uh, so that was Andy yes from one of our very early shows and, and after the break we'll be hearing um, from a later interview which may well have 
the same stories in it. But the great thing about <laughs> about the age group of our listeners is that by the time you listen to the second half, you'll have forgotten the first half anyway. So it doesn't matter. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So this week's uh, famous sloping pitch is um, a tribute to Andy Smart, who sadly lost his life this week and who's been a, a great friend to uh, not just to us, to many of the guests on the famous sloping pitch and probably to both of the listeners. And this is from a, um, a, a an interview that was uh, clearly subsequent to the to the first one in the way that um, in the way the second ones often after <laughs> after the first one, many subsequent <laughs> interviews are subsequent to the original one. And this <sighs> is the one, yeah. Our guest today has recently taken to the microphone covering his club on the airwaves. A comedian, street performer, Ashbourne footballer, improviser and wonderful person. His team are <laughs> Farnborough. <laughs> and since he was last on, they've had a rather exciting time, actually. Uh, and seem to be recovering some of their vim, if not their vigour. Uh, it's always a joy to see him and to talk to someone whose team are further, d- further down the pyramid than Oldham, as Chris has already alluded to. So, welcome. <laughs> it's hard to do. It's uh, hard to do that. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. Next, next year we might be above you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know where the might is coming from. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, um, Andy, um, I, first of all, it does seem that Chris is forever playing teams at the moment, or Oldham are forever playing teams that I imagine you playing. So it's all <laughs> Dorking and Maidstone and and all of these yeah. teams, which which feel the, them, yeah. the natural teams for Farnborough to be playing. Well, yeah, and and the, we've got a great side this season, and it's it's a big surprise to me that we have. But uh, we've to get the cup run and which ended at Wrexham was uh, fantastic, because we hadn't got past the second qualifying round for the last ten years. Yeah. So uh, that was that was magical, and and their fans actually said that we we were louder than the Sheffield United fans. <laughs> yes. Well, there's uh, there's no love lost there now. All of a sudden, is there? Sheffield United <laughs> no. and and Wrexham seem to hate each other. I was I was interested from 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 your point of view and Chris's to a certain extent, although we we've already heard his thoughts. Well, we've already um, covered on, me. On, on the thing uh, <laughs> on Man City. You know, is is you've been a farmer fan for a long time. Obviously, the, the the structure of the way that they're trying to change football with independent regulators and all of that means that there's meant to be a link between what happens in the Premier yeah. League and what happens further down the pyramid. And so, therefore, the story of Manchester City and their financial shenanigans should be impacting on you. But it, really and realistically, do you? It, does it just feel like 
a story in a bubble, or do you see it in terms of Farnborough? No, I don't see it at all in terms of Farnborough because it's it's just so different. It's such a different arena that they're playing in. Um, the, the, obviously, things happen in, in our league. We, we got demoted three divisions when we went into administration, and that was that was really hard. Um, and I hope that that happens to City. But, you know, it's I can't see it happening because, as you say, the lawyers will just tie it up and, and, and it will just run out of steam. Mm. But Farnborough are in the National League South, aren't they? And, oh, yeah. um, and uh, that's just about the only division that City couldn't find themselves relegated into. But it seems to me that there's a similar uh, shape in microcosm uh, uh, all the leagues, Dan, that the, the fans of one club are complaining that there's a money bags team in their division oh, yeah. that are that are distorting. Yeah, we've things. got Ebbs um, Yeah, it's Ebbsfleet, is it? Is it Ebbsfleet <laughs> distorting the division? Yeah, uh, yeah, because you know, in in the in the Vanadama, it's yes. uh, you know Wrexham and Notts County, are the, the money bags team, and and now Oldham are in such a a, a shocking plight that we're looking nervously over our shoulder in case we stay in the Vanarama and AFC filed come up and they've <laughs> supposedly got more money than we have but um, but uh, football is great at um, you know or, or like irredeemable in, in a way at arranging a league in financial order yes. as much as it arranges in in, in uh, by results but then they, at our level they usually just go for about two or three seasons and they run out of money or the or the owner just gets bored and takes his money or, elsewhere. Or Andy bored or arrested. Quite yes. <laughs> that's that's one of the models I found in football. Uh, yes. you know, local criminal takes over team for a few years, gets bored or arrested, and yeah. things change. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. the whole rumor about the uh, Dagenham Redbridge when they joined together. Uh, it was all paid for by Brinks Map robbery money, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> but, uh, they suddenly shot up the league from from they they climbed four divisions in four years and ended up in the in the league. <laughs> I like the idea of players taking home these really heavy pay packets <laughs> and having to load them onto onto vans with reinforced bottoms. <laughs> and the ca- the captain had the the kiln for melting it all down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make it into, into, into little statues of of the of Eiffel the, Tower. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, just want to ask you. You mentioned Ebbsfleet. Weren't Ebbsfleet because uh, you, you, you get, you, you, you know, you, you try and follow yeah. football at all levels. Uh, and luckily, there's a non-league paper which is excellent and does and does help. Yeah. But less and less and less of this information comes through. But Ebbsfleet, I seem to remember, the team that that couldn't they be picked by fan vote at one stage? Uh, very early on, yes, yeah. that was about ten years ago. Uh, but now it's you know it's 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 a, a commercial concern and it's run very properly. Right. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how how come they how come they are? The just, money they, bags of the National League South. They've just got a good owner who's putting money in. We're, we've mm. we, we've got a very good owner, Robbins, who's, who's made sure that the financial side of the club is run properly because we were in such a mess when he took over. And uh, it's it's really looking good now. But I'm a bit worried if we did go up to the to the Vanarama that, that we probably wouldn't 
uh, we'd have to we'd have to bend the rules. In fact, they actually put a, a an advert on Facebook last week saying if there's Rule any inve- required, <laughs> no, if there any new investors who want to get involved because we want to go a, a league higher. Yeah. It seemed it seemed a bit plaintive to be putting out a, an advert on Facebook to ask for new investors. But yeah, yeah, yeah but it's was- the same. It's the same, isn't it? Writ large, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 at the top level, you know, Liverpool yeah. have been looking for new investment, and Manchester United apparently looking yeah. for new investors, or to, you know, just and they put it out in the papers. They put it. They put it out there that you know any any random billionaire who wants to well, maybe that's stake, Rob- you know, Robin, he took his <laughs> his yeah. advice from you. Yeah. yeah, did he put? Did he take out take out a quarter page in the non-league paper? <laughs> no, we're not that big, obviously. Just a just a just a little For your consideration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just about the structure, actually, of of um, uh, of the the south and the northern uh, leagues. Yeah. Actually, Manchester City could end up in the same league as Farnborough, couldn't they? It's because all they do is... It's just is a they... question of a preponderance of... of yeah, how many... Yeah, yeah. because I think north, aren't, north something like equator, Gloucester yeah. are in the northern half, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And Brackley, of course, yeah. 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 So yeah. if you look like a really, really big football boom in Cumbria could see Man City <laughs> playing Farnborough next season. Well, maybe the season after. I'm just putting it out there. I'm, don't... Listen, listeners, don't put oh, money on it. Don't, Pet you know... Pet I'm, would be mo- about the travel, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, no, he'd have, well, he'd have gone, wouldn't he, by then? Because didn't he say that if he found that uh, that City had been doing this, shuff- this stuff and hadn't told him, yeah. that they wouldn't be his friends anymore and oh, he would right. leave? Didn't he say that? Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That, that's... I, I like very much the, uh, the, 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 the wrinkle in the uh, how to punish Manchester City thing, that, they, that if they were relegated, the EFL weren't obliged to take them. Yes, you know, and that yeah. they could end up in the, in, in the Vanarama, yeah. who will take anyone. <laughs> no, I like very much that. Yeah, we we wouldn't want that. We wouldn't want those big crowds. You know, no. we wouldn't want that. We would, yeah, we wouldn't want that. We're, our financial integrity is too important to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that it's been that long since Manchester City. You know, we're we're, we're down there. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, no, twenty years they were in the in League One, weren't they? Yeah. In what, the third tier, whatever it was called yeah. then. Yeah. Straight past Gillingham in the in the playoff, if I'm that's right. right. With, um, uh, Andy, you have, and I'm inter- very interested in this. You have taken over commentary uh, <laughs> duties for Farnborough. I noticed. Yes. Um I saw that uh, with your with your co-commentators. As far as I can tell, who are called Ben Shoveler and uh, Kev Locko. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, Ben Shoveler's the. Uh... He's the co. He actually does the commentary. He's very good at it. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's worked for lots of radio stations around Dorset and, and Hampshire, and he's very good. And I just <laughs> I just chuck things in like we we played Porchester last night in the Hampshire Cup, and I, that that's got to stop. These county cups have got to stop <laughs> because it's just a waste of time. They Porchester sent their kids, their trainees, because they're they're challenging. Well, they're 50, I think they're twelve points clear in the Wessex League, and they they want to go up to the Southern League. Um, so they just sent their trainees. So, I mean, I kept saying things like, uh, "Well, he's obviously got a paper round still," and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then we won eight nil, and it was just <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But we won it last year, the Hampshire Cup. Uh, we've we beat Eastleigh in the final. Obviously, Southampton and Portsmouth don't take it that very seriously. Um, no, 
But Eastleigh are, Eastley are a division above, aren't they? They are, above. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we, yeah. And uh, they, <laughs> they didn't have a ground to play the final at, so they chose Eastleigh. <laughs> oh, okay. That was, oh. that, was, that was the Hampshire FA. Lovely yeah. people. Um, sure but, style. <laughs> that, yeah, I was going to say, Chris, maybe the writers of When Saturday Comes weren't yeah, exactly. as mad as they seem to have been. <laughs> no, what, what I want, I know you're not actually doing commentary. You're obviously doing expert analysis. Um, but, oh, yes. Uh, but I want to know, because people have, people have forever telling, do you know what, when you try it, it's a lot harder than you think. Oh, it's oh, very, it very, very, is it? Yes, it is. It is. Um, I keep getting Kevin Locko and uh, and Ollie mixed up, the two centre halves, and one's white, one's black. I mean, how can I? How can you do that? How can you do that? But in the moment, you just shout the name, you know, and then you go, "Oh no, sorry, that's not that's not Ollie, that's Kevin." Uh, I remember doing the test match sofa thing. Do you ever do you ever do any of that? No, no. uh, That um, was uh, uh, done in a bloke's house in Dulwich, and they had a big (laughs) screen, and they they had guests on while the test match was on, kind of thing. And it was quite a good fun. And they would do commentary (laughs) off the TV, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, they said to me at one point, "So do you want to do a bit of commentary?" And I thought, well, you know, this must this it must be doable. Look at the people who are doing it. And so, you know, uh, and I, uh, my bit of commentary went, and uh, Jimmy Anderson runs in, and the ball goes over there, and pointed <laughs> at the television <laughs> where the ball had gone. Yeah. A completely useless bit of commentary. The yeah. ball goes over there. Yeah. The other th- the other thing is that uh, non-league grounds aren't very good for commentary because, I mean, even at Farnborough, we've got two massive pillars in front of us oh one do you have a regular one. perch yes then, yeah. well you have to be near the wi-fi <laughs> 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 and, then, and we went to bath that was great fun they, they've got lovely facilities they've got a little box with, which is all enclosed um but you couldn't hear the crowd and uh, and the, again two massive pillars in front of you so yeah, you're going yeah. but it makes it very uh, uh, good fun we have a good laugh with it you're already slipping into that thing, which I hear on Five Live all the time, where commentators start chatting to each other about the sort of snacks they get at half time. And that sort of Oh, you're lucky you're at Wigan. You get a pie at Wigan. It's lucky. Well, oh, you're Blackburn. Sandwiches, sandwiches on a fe- February night. It's terrible. You, you're becoming one of those guys, aren't you? Barbara, I get a pint. Before the game and a pint at half time. What <laughs> same as the players? <laughs> I'd like to thank Simon for that. He's very good. It's because it's my fiftieth season following Farmer, so they're making mm. a big fuss of me at the moment, oh. which is lovely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that is lovely. Well, yeah. congratulations. <laughs> Are you going to get a cake? <laughs> I'll, I'll throw a tantrum if I don't. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. One of those green cakes that's like this, like a, uh, markings of a pitch on it. Yes. And a little, and a little uh, picture of you as a player, at one, a little model of you as a player at one end, and a, as you as a commentator up behind a couple of pillars off to one side. <laughs> I um, I was reading something that you posted this week about going to a game yeah. and 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 having to wave. Uh, having been oh. accused of being tricky dicky <laughs> off East From Enders. Enders, yeah. It was a St Albans game and I had a similar sort of haircut to him. And I was on the other side of the pitch and they they started singing tricky dicky, give us away. And they, they wouldn't stop. 
And in the end, all the other farm players came over and went, that's you, wave. (laughs) (laughs) You miserable bastard. You're too grand to wave. Because I wasn't tricky dicky. But of course, the thing about that is that that people get cross if you say you're not the person they think you are. Um, I've had that happen to me a couple of times. Most famously, or the one that, that, that upset me the most, was only last year in in a pub in in Shrewsbury where I was actually having Sunday lunch on my own and they do that thing first of all they don't know your name so they'll go you're him aren't you tell tell who you are in other words I'm going to fucking clue who you are which is fair enough but in this particular in this particular case this bloke is going oh she won't know she won't even know who you are I mean I'll tell her but she won't know who you are yeah it's Max Boyce Max Boyce! Max! Ink Boyce! Max! Ink Boyce! For God's sake! The only one I've had worse than that was Sammy Lee, and I think that was a joke. (laughs) We were were in this little island off of uh, Hong Kong. We'd got like an hour and a half on this boat to this tiny little island, and I had my hair at the time... um, a bit like Bill Clinton's, and I didn't realise <laughs> I, I look a bit like him. And Steve Frost and Steve Steen were walking behind me, talking into their sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> and all the shop owners thought I was Bill Clinton and were beckoning me into their shops. And, they, and when we went back two years later, there was a picture of me with the shop owner in some of the stores. Oh. <laughs> and he hadn't captioned it. <laughs> Former US resident, Bill Clinton. <laughs> William Jefferson Clinton. <laughs> Do you get free cigars if you're Clinton? <laughs> I remember playing cricket once. You're talking about your EastEnders yeah. uh, thing. I remember playing cricket once against a team that uh, many years ago had uh, Leslie Grantham playing for them. All right. And uh, we were in quite a secluded part, uh, a park. No yeah. one was really, but just one bloke passing by, you know, during the afternoon who stopped and looked and squinted. Uh, Leslie Grantham, and then for about an hour stood on the boundary going, dirty, dirty. <laughs> Tried to get Leslie Grantham to look at him like his name was Dirty, dirty Dan. Dan. That was yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh, that's the name he'll respond to. You know. that, that is very, very, very pleasing. Uh, Andy, thank you so much. Thank you so no, much for coming on, on and giving us a, 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 a window into the division that Chris may well be visiting oh, <laughs> next well, season. Yeah, well, yeah, it'd be a geographical anomaly. Well, no, if we did, but, but we've already worked out yeah, that yeah. that is possible. Maybe could, the season after. Eat Easily get you in the trophy next year, anyway. That, well, yeah. Well, you would have had us in the cup if you'd beaten Wrexham. We were yeah, next. Yeah. They beat yeah, yeah. us next. Yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to that. I was looking at that, thinking oh, a Farnborough Oldham game that would have been good. I went very close. I went to Aldershot last last week. I was very close. Oh, the recreation ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Arthur English still hanging about the turnstiles? <laughs> there aren't turnstiles now. There's just these 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 uh, QR code thing. swipers yeah. that oh, let yeah. you in. Let you in. Yeah. Well, I think there's nobody in football, uh, including Lardy Barstow, by the way, who's our Tottenham supporting follower. Oh no, yeah, no. I wanted to tip yeah. my hat to him. Yeah. Just because uh, he's put a tweet on saying that uh, he's done a couple now saying that um, 
he finds himself looking at oh, when Oldham score on the on the uh, the update the you know, teletext or whatever uh, the internet is called now I think um, <laughs> and he goes oh look now if we win our games in hand you know we could be in the play and then he goes we what the fuck am I talking about I'm a Spurs fan and he, and I think I wanted to say you know to Lardy Basto you know thank you for that obviously but also that just this last Sunday you know I was I did the same thing in reverse I was thinking now if we can just hold on to this goal that Harry Kane has scored you know then and I think hang on a minute <laughs> I think just on Sunday half the country was a was a, a Spurs yeah. fan yeah, including all of the legal profession yeah. well, yes the, the world's gone and actually while, while we're talking about about um, um, the messages on the on the interweb um, I, I I try to promote the show by suggesting to people that they don't have to listen to you know just this week's they can go back and listen to oh, yeah. to X you know X you know per, per, previous uh, shows from the archive and I'd suggested yeah. that maybe they'd want to listen to, to David Baddiel's show and the reply I got for one woman was, yeah, well maybe Germany should send some tanks to the Palestinians or I suppose they're terrorists are they? Smiley face which I have to say when you're trying to promote a comedy football show is, is you know it's, well, it's you're set to one side when you get something like that and there was only one yeah. other response to it which was a response to that which was men who support Ukraine piss sitting down so you know I'm Ouch. learning stuff every day. Just, just you know, getting involved in football, trying to have a laugh, and then you learn things, don't you? And I hope that our listeners have learned something today. I think that's what being a globalist is all about. Absolutely. Globalists piss sitting down. <laughs> Well, um, there we are. Uh, we're sorry that this news has uh, rather eclipsed the football this week, but we'll catch up next week um, with some stories like um, Manchester City reaching the final of the Champions League with a performance that was so dominant and consequently so incredibly tedious that I didn't watch the second half. I watched Ant-Man, Mania, a Marvel film of quite spectacular ordinariness, but still more interesting than the football. Um, there's the uh, ignominious collapse last weekend of Arsenal's title challenge. Did I tell you? I didn't. I didn't tell you. I actually went to Arsenal Brighton, um, not realising, of course, it was going to be the title decider, uh, with my friend Jim, who has. Uh, it seems to be going ticket. to an awful lot of Arsenal It's the, it's the third season. one this season. Yeah, my, my friend Jim actually wasn't going to go. Um, he was going to go away on holiday, and his car broke down, <laughs> and they said he couldn't have it until Monday. So suddenly he was able to go and and had a spare ticket. So that was that. It seemed like a good thing at lunchtime, um, but oh dear, they were so bereft of ideas, weren't they? And and you knew the game was up really when he took Odegaard off. Um, and my friend Jim, um, who you remember from university, has a, a spare season ticket. He listens to this and admitted <laughs> before the game that last week's episode had sent him to sleep. <laughs> so so I was I was wary of, of saying too much in case the sound of my voice caused him to nod off during the game. <laughs> but in the end, the football and a couple of bites of Guinness beforehand did the job for me. But um, I think Arsenal were undone by football maths last weekend. Because after Everton beat Brighton 5-1, then their next game was against City and Arsenal's next game was against Brighton. And they just assumed that Everton were going to carry on and do the business against City and that Brighton would be a pushover. Ooh. And when, when the Everton-City game didn't pan out, 
uh, they were just thrown and it, it was and it was rearranged so that that game was right before the Arsenal game as well yeah. because of Eurovision because of uh, Liverpool police not being able to to uh, cope with two massive massive events on on the same day mm. and afterwards as we left the ground it, it couldn't believe how many left before the end blimey um just red, empty red seats everywhere um but um listening to the guys around us as we headed to the station yeah actually heard I actually heard one guy go but yeah but if city lose all their games and another one went <laughs> no no it depends how many points city get docked <laughs> and, and this is straight straight after they've shat it up this is you know they're yeah, thinking this is, no but we can still do it because City are going to get docked it, points yeah it's the ineligible player uh, uh, argument isn't it it's yeah the, yeah let's try you, you don't know for certain until all of those players yeah. are counted in and counted out by John Knott well yeah, there <laughs> wasn't there um, uh, uh, Real Madrid um, uh, in, in danger of having to replay their game against Getafe because the the wrong player got substituted uh, they put the number up and the guy came running over and and did the high fives with the the sub who's coming on uh, but then there was an injured player over by the touchline he went off instead so the guy who'd done the high fives turned around and went back on and uh, and for some reason apparently this is unreasonable and and might mean the match has to be replayed yeah yeah, yeah yeah well you do get that you do get that and what you find happens i've found ac- across all of football and here are my two big pronouncements on what you said <laughs> which is that that briefly uh, teams will have 12 players on the pitch and what happens is they go oh, i didn't really matter and yeah. nothing happens. And briefly, at all. there'll be two balls on the pitch, and, yeah, yeah, and it doesn't somewhat. really matter, you know. Uh, and and that's what they always say. And the other thing is, what I love, I love that thing about about uh, Everton scoring five at at Brighton, and then Brighton playing Arsenal, and Everton yeah. playing Manchester City. And you said, uh, you said, and football fans do this all the time. They draw straight lines yes. between two things. Well, and it's, you know, it's and like and you football know maths. That, it's football maths. Well, yeah, but you know that watching football is like having the most complicating spiral you've ever seen in your fucking life. There's no such thing as a straight line. That's why yeah. we go and watch it. Exactly. Well, exactly. Exactly. I just I just like the... I, I, I genuinely, though, they came out so sort of hangdog Arsenal, like, oh, they'd given up. It was like yeah. they had no, no idea what to... You know, they were so down. Yeah. It was. I can't help think, you know, that they thought Everton were going to do it for them. Everton were going to do it for them. And then right before they had to go out and play, Everton yeah. didn't do it for them. I don't know whether you've ever had the great joy of coaching an under-14s or under-15 side. Um, No. But but that attitude that we think we're going to lose, so we're not even going to bother trying, (laughs) (laughs) you know, which drives you mad as an adult. But they can't help themselves because they're so bloody sulky and full of (laughs) adolescence. And they're so 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just one, uh, uh, to see the the richest game in football, as it's always called, being competed, uh, having Luton and Coventry playing for it. Is going yeah. to be a thing because they're both because uh, Luton came up from from the Vanarana, they um, and and to go all the way would be quite a thing, I think. And Coventry were were down in League Two not so very long ago, and yeah, for yeah. them to go, so one of them is going to make you know is going to make a spectacular journey. And if Luton do get up, apparently they're not going to be allowed to use their ground. That's not true, is it? Yeah, apparently they they're going to be forced to make 
10 million pounds worth of improvements before they can use it, which I think is very harsh. And yeah. so, uh, but and Coventry themselves have their, their own problems with the landlords, don't they, at their, at their uh, places. So it seems to have an on-off relationship there. And it, the, so there's a, the possibility, it's a strong possibility that whoever wins, there will be Premier League football at MK Dons. Yeah. Yes. Well, I have to say, and you know, and 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 we will go and and leave all of our memories to Andy Smart. But whenever I hear, <laughs> whenever I hear that Coventry's trouble with their landlords, I always think that Coventry's landlord is Alexi Sale in the Young Ones. <laughs> That's what I like to think. I like to think of him turning up and speaking in some sort of strange cod uh, East European. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that the whole thing will be sorted out by a number from madness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and talking of which, that's life just at the moment. Um, rest in peace, yeah. Mr. Andy Smart, uh, you beautiful, beautiful boy. Sports Social Podcast Network.